Hey, everybody. Welcome to tonight's episode. I said tonight like it's nighttime. I feel like it's nighttime. Yes, I feel like <laughs> it should be nighttime. Yes, it's nighttime somewhere. Um, yes. How are you doing, Honore? Doing well? I'm doing really well. Yes. I wish we could ask people out there like, and they could talk to us immediately. Like, hey, how are you guys doing? Well, how are you doing? So with this 30 seconds into the video, put down <laughs> at the at the bottom. Like, why are you watching the video and how are you today? Yeah, like... Why don't more people ask that question on YouTube or anywhere else, you know? Well, I think there's the, how are you? And your answer is fine. Everything's fine. Right. When maybe (laughs) fine, it's fine. Everything's fine. I say it enough that I'm going to believe it. Right. But (laughs) then there's also the, how are you really? Right. How are you really? How are you doing really? Yeah. So how are you doing really everyone? And how are you doing? Yeah. Like put it at the bottom, which all of this kind of, actually goes, I'm just realizing this, goes hand in hand with what we're going to talk about today, building relationships, you know? And and, and for anyone who's watching this right now, it's like, ah, dude, is this going to be like some weird like video on like touchy-feely, soft? Uh, nope, this is the, this will cripple your business if you do it wrong. And it can really help your business if you get it right. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, I'm always using our, our relationship is an example of this, but I think it's actually in this case, an ideal example of this. Like I didn't know Honore when I read her book, saw her stuff, got into her course. We end up getting to know each other a little bit over the live Q and A's. And I'm like, I actually have a very, you know, good professional, healthy relationship with this person. And it just helps you progress with that through, through their business. Right. Which is the business perspective on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a reason for that because you didn't, you didn't beat me over the head the whole way through. (laughs) That have worked. Oh, wait, no, sorry. (laughs) I wouldn't have worked. Right. So, um, today's topic is about, you know, building great business relationships and that's with clients and partners and everybody. So I think this is important these days, Honore. I think it's more important than ever. And I think a lot of people are actually teaching the opposite and people are acting on that teaching and they are, Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to use an old saying, cutting off their nose to spite their face, mm. right? Like they're taking action. And I'm just going to, I'm going to use my daughter as an example because she was a Cutco salesperson. Mm. Cutco for anyone who doesn't know, are they really wonderful knives and they have these shears that can cut a penny in half. And like the demos are super cool. And to my chagrin, they taught her to call people until they answered the phone. So Mm. when you are a young person and you start selling Cutco, um, as she did virtually, um, it was, you know, 2019, 2020, right? Mm. So she was doing a lot of her outreach and uh, connecting with people um, that her mom knew. And so she would say, mom, who do you know that needs to buy Cutco? And I would give her a short list of names. And then she would call and call and call and call and call. And they would call me and they would say, it's not that I don't want to talk to her. It's that she's calling me relentlessly all day long. And I would say, I appreciate that that's your training. But if you were just to leave a message, hi, name, insert name, right? Her name is Lexi. Hi, it's Lexi. And 
my mom said you might be interested in Cutco. If you're interested, would you please give me a call back? I'd like to do a demo. Here's my phone number. And then leave a message. They would then understand that it's not an emergency. Mm. They could call you when they had the time to call you, why you were calling and return the call. But the training that she was given was to, you get somebody's number and then you just, you want to talk to a live person, you got to get them, right? <laughs> and I'm sure that that is effective in some way for some people because they do sell a sure. lot of knives and health mats, right? Those squishy mats that they stand in in the kitchen. Those are oh, awesome. they sell those? Yeah, they're awesome. I love those Gardening. <laughs> They sell K-Bar <laughs> knives. I mean, like they've got a good, they've got a good lineup of stuff, but I'm not going to give Lexi your phone number, Lucas, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to get a call out of the blue, but you know, my, <laughs> my thought there is that it was a, it's effective to a point, but it's not effective. And so there's other training that's being taught at this time specifically on social media websites, right? Mm -hmm. So someone sees that you are an X, let's use coach as an example, and they will say, I help coaches get big ticket clients. Um, my personal favorite is when people will say, you know, would you like to, you know, would you like to get big ticket clients? Yep. And I'm like, you didn't read my profile. <laughs> my super extra favorite is, I'm gonna write, look at this thing that you've built. You should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk to you about writing a book. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. Let's talk about that. But before we talk about it, here's a link to my Amazon page. Go just check out and see right. my previous publications and see if I'm still a client. So the training I think that's being taught based on results, right? Because it's like, that's the only thing you can ever judge anybody on is like, based on results, what, what's happening, right? What's, what's before the result? The result is the action. I think what's being taught is that people just kind of spray and pray. They're like throwing a bunch of spaghetti on the wall to see which pieces fit. And so mm. some, you know, a, a, a clock, a broken clock is right twice a day. And so the, you know, the law of numbers works, but I think that you can move the number in your favor. You can move the fulcrum to be more in your favor. If you take intentional, purposeful action that doesn't offend a good bit of your audience, and the underlying value would be relationship building versus being a transaction ship person. So there are number, uh, you know, you have to, it's a numbers game. You have to play to win, right? So it's like, if I just ask enough people, I'm going to get yes enough yeah. times. But if you do a little bit of due diligence, you do some research, if you are under, if you understand who you're looking for and you, um, qualify the person, right? So basic sales is you qualify the person that you're talking to. You know, you're not going to sell a Bentley to a new college graduate who has $200,000 in college debt, and they just got a, a new job making 50,000 a year, like qualify your prospect or and make sure that they're a probable purchaser, like make sure that they're the person that would actually buy from you or make sure that they're a person who would be interested in having a relationship with you, being a strategic partner with you, something like that. So all that makes sense. I'm sure it does to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole time you've been talking, I've been thinking about experiences where this has been not so smooth. 
<laughs> like where people what do you mean I was, okay. I, was, I was scrolling through my linkedin dms because it's just like you you had mentioned social media and like how people just mess this up so bad and i was reflecting on some sales coaching i had from a phenomenal sales coach um the reason i say phenomenal is she knew you right like she could she could get to know you as a client she knew what mm-hmm. your personality would work with um and she taught me a lot about like how I communicated, how I, how my barriers to communication. And it's like every example you give Honoré, I can find at least one example of someone doing it wrong in my, D, just in my DMs. Just in your DMs. Yeah. Just on one platform. Yep. And I feel like the industries cast the net wider and wider every year, every two years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Before agree. it was just Honoré is going to get phone calls. Right. And, and you're going to get bad behavior over phone calls. And then it became Honoré is going to get uh, hits on her Facebook profile. Right. And then it's like, yeah. now we'll That's go to LinkedIn good. and we're going to. So it's like every social media site now. Yes. And then text SMS media. Yes. Right. And then email yeah. distro. And it's like, you yeah. almost don't have anywhere you can turn. Right. I don't have anywhere to hide from people and I know people that disable. So my, my personal Mm. policy is no Facebook message. Someone messages me and they're legit. Sorry. If you really want to talk to me and you know me, you know how to connect with me in a reasonable way. Right. Um, LinkedIn is virtually the same. Right. Um, I don't even bother with Instagram or Twitter direct messages. I've never even looked at them. Right. Not Mm -hmm. even interested in it. Um, now they're hitting me on my contact me page on my website. They're pitching me through my contact me about me working with them. So they're pitching me through that way. And the most recent um, situation is someone used my book discovery call link, which is, we're going to talk about books and how I could possibly serve you in writing a book to pitch me on their services. So there's really no place to hide from it. And yeah. people, and, and even when they say, oh, well, I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk, I really want to talk to you about this. It's like, well, that's not what this is for. Right. And so we've right. talked about you, you and I both have the give people the benefit of the doubt. I always want to give people, I always want to have the conversation just in case, especially when it's through an introduction, right? If someone says, oh, you should talk to this person because I know them, I'll give them the mm. conversation. And I'm always like, come on and wow me. Let this be the most magical conversation I have ever had. Right. But I feel like there's so many people that are, that are teaching bad information to people who don't, and this is, you know, this might be an unpopular opinion, but it's to, they're teaching it to people who don't think for themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't say, should I just call someone 10 times in a day? and blow Mm. up their phone like it's an emergency or should I call them once maybe twice and then go hey I'm just going to leave a message like let's stop and think for a minute and use common sense and logic and say what would I like and this is to your point from another conversation we were having is like we live by the golden rule do unto others as you would want them to do unto you and if you wouldn't want someone to call you 10 times in a day and not leave a message so you don't know what they're talking about or what they want then don't do that to someone else. If you wouldn't want someone to bait and switch, or if you wouldn't want someone to hammer you or to pitch you cold, then don't do that. Now, alternatively, if that's your jam, if that's what you like, 
then continue doing that because there are other people that like that. It's just not me. Right. 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 I mean, to be fair, there are some people mm -hmm. that like cold calling and they like cold calls. They'll like, and they're great at it and they're great at it and oh. they get results. And it's probably because they employ some other relationship building strategies that are effective, right? In conjunction with a strategy that's pseudo effective. Mm. So <laughs> um, how many times have you been offered to open a franchise in the last six months <laughs> on LinkedIn? <laughs> like I get this all the time, right? I get, like I was pulling up a couple of examples from my account. Like these are real examples. These are people I've talked to one time. We've connected. Mm -hmm. right? And they're basically doing direct sales through, through your DM mm -hmm. and they don't take the time to learn anything about you, even read your profile. Nope. Um, and they, they hit you with a, a soft sales pitch, which is actually not a soft sales pitch because it's like two pages of text about everything they do and what they're going to sell you. Yes. And it, it just speaks to your point about, um, there's no personal connection there. And yeah. so think about this, if you will, people in the world, if I'm going to buy a business, I'm going to invest my life and my, all my money into opening a business. Yeah. Do you think I'm going to do it through one DM on LinkedIn? Like, oh, a franchise opportunity. I've been looking for one of those. Thank God you came along <laughs> and I should give you all my money. And we should do this. Like, it's like, no, for something that's significant, you're going to want to do it with someone you have a relationship with. So right. it's not to say that if you're in the world of selling franchises, that you're a bad person or that you have a bad business. It's just oh. that you have to go about it in a way that actually makes sense. It's logical for what you're doing. Like you're going to want some investment with people. Um, one of the things I had to overcome with my own marketing and sales was, I was hesitant to reach out to people and talk about stuff at all. It's because I was so like anti that, that I was giving up tons of opportunity to actually meet great people, make good sure. relationships and yeah. ultimately feed my business. Um, yep. And so I needed to kind of be coached through like, Hey, it's okay to talk to people about like what you do and all that stuff in a certain yep. way without yep. being salesy. Um, I want to, I want to bounce something off the honor because you're really good with mindset, completely catching you off guard with this question. So how much does this tie back to a scarcity mindset? Like if you're the kind of person that feels like every conversation has to be a sale, right? Is it because like, you're just worried that you're just not going to sell. You're just not going to make money. You're competing with everyone. Like I, I felt like some of the people I've worked with, that's been part of their deal. It's like, they just feel like everything is a missed opportunity if they don't land it. Oh, and that well, every yeah. opportunity is like one of the last. I'm like, do you get that? Um, well, yeah, I, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so many things come to mind with that conversation. Um, I think people associate success or failure with their own personal worth. Mm -hmm. And so if I get the sale and I make the money, then I'm worthy and deserving. And if mm -hmm. I don't make the sale, then I'm not worthy and deserving. And also I failed. So there's a whole lot of monkey mind going on in there. Um, I think that that the fast path to success is 
self-development, personal development, because your, your external success will never exceed your personal internal development. Hmm. Self-esteem is internal, not external. Right. What happens outside of you can validate your self-esteem or validate your lack of self-esteem, but it doesn't give it to you. Right. So if you have a lack money mindset, you have a scarcity mindset, then you will probably think every deal is the last deal. Every sale is the last sale. Every client is the last client. And if you have an abundant mindset, you will say things like rejection is protection. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone doesn't say yes to me, sometimes I'm bummed for them because I'm like, well, I knew, I know how good it could have could be, but I am an attractor, not a recruiter. Right. So I will give people the facts and the opportunity and then walk away. My timing is their timing. Um, but I don't take it personally if someone says no, because I don't know everything that there is to know. There could right. be the perception of abundance, but they really are not in abundance. There could be external forces or situations that prevent them from taking action at that time. Timing is everything. Also, there have been times personally and professionally when I've really wanted something to work out. Yeah. And then it didn't. And then I learned later <laughs> that rejection was protection. And whoo, so yeah. glad that, that didn't work out. The thing that I thought that I really wanted with my whole heart and soul didn't. And I was like, whoo, dodged a bullet. Anybody ever say that? So it, I think it all ties back to how you feel about yourself then in, informs and influences how you move about the world and allowing someone to say no and making them feel good about saying yes. I got a yes the other day and the person I was talking to is saying, we wouldn't be having this conversation if you didn't have an abundant mindset. Right. We just wouldn't be talking. Right. This wouldn't have even happened. This is happening for a reason because you have an abundant mindset and thus and so and thus and so, right? And so I think that to to build effective relationships you have to think for yourself you have to have an abundant mindset and then you have to act from a place of ab- abundance even sometimes when you don't have it yeah you, i think you cover most of that in the stma money mindset course right i do i did okay. yeah big fan big fan of the class it, i mean i really wish i had had that course much earlier in my career sure. i had to figure some of those things out. Cause I definitely didn't figure all of them out by the time I got in your course. Um, a lot of that course was new to me cause I just come from a different world, right? It was like, <laughs> I don't really teach that stuff in the military. <laughs> well, and also your, your, you, that's not your job, right? Right. In the military, your job is not sales, right? The, yep. Exactly. The defense department, it's right. peace and war, <laughs> right? It's not yeah. selling anything, vacuum cleaners, coaching services, books, or otherwise. Yeah. So it's probably um, not a topic that comes up very often. Yeah, but, you know, and, and I bring this up for a reason because I think that, you know, well, you and I are both like very much focused on solutions and not necessarily problems. Like we don't just make videos to like complain about like what people do to us or like bad things right. we see. We always right. want it to be about like how you fix these things. And I don't think you can fix this problem for a lot of people, um, like the, the poor relationship establishment until they, like you said, the self-development part, like they have to fix certain things about their own behavior and about themselves. That's not a bad thing, guys. I was 
I had all these things that weren't working for me. I just didn't know why. That's because I never had good training on how to right. perceive those things as for myself. Um, I think, you know, the mindset thing for me was huge. Um, and no, it's not all woo and like go sit in a corner and meditate about making five sales today or any of that. <laughs> no, it's about, it, uh, it's a matter of, do you believe in yourself and do you believe in your product? And, yeah. and here's something here, here is it, something is coming to me that occurs to me to share mm -hmm. that is related and unrelated. So it's related. And that is if you want to build great business relationships with people, you have to come to those relationships as a whole person, a whole person mm. personally is not what I'm talking about. A whole person professionally is someone who loves and believes in their product and loves and believes in the benefits that it provides to the person that they're talking to, whether it's the person they're selling to or the strategic, strategic relationships and partnerships that they are developing. Mm. So if you don't have a love of the product that you are selling, it might be time for you to take a few minutes and get really clear on you know, I'm super passionate about why everyone should write and publish a book because my life is so much richer because I took that advice all the way to the bank more than 50 times, right? Right. Like I took that advice and I benefited from it and I went, right? Like what would have happened if I hadn't taken that advice and I just continued on my path as I was, we don't know what would have happened. Hmm. And I don't think everyone should write and publish a book. Almost everyone. I want to make a business case for it. I want to make a personal case for it. But right. for the for the most part, I think people are going to transform because they write and publish a book. Now that I have done courses and I'm in this re relationship with you, business relationship with you, personal relationship with you, because mm -hmm. you're a friend as well as a business mm -hmm. partner. Um, and someone that I mentor and someone that I coach and vice versa, right? All the things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm now, I now tell people like, you got to do the three-legged stool. You got to write a book. You got to have a <laughs> companion. And then you got to do a course because courses are freaking awesome. Yeah, It's like next level connection with people. I can't talk to everyone who reads my books, but I can talk to everyone who takes my courses if they get the Q and A option. Right. And that's how I got to know you. And yeah. so I'm like, <laughs> build a course, right? Like, so we, we mm -hmm. you build a course. We'll just put another book in the, in the series there. Um, there's an idea, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you must build a course by honorary quarter and Lucas Marino. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really passionate about my product and what I'm selling. And I also come from a place of abundance. So I can talk to anyone and everyone about writing and publishing a book dog in the fight if they do or they don't i don't take it personally if they don't i'm excited if they do and i want to cheer them on even if they don't write and publish their book with me or through me or using any of the the uh, resources that i have available for them i really truly believe in that and so there's one side which is getting your personal self together so you're coming from a place of you can take a no or a yes with the same level of intensity you can be in service of the person that you're talking to and try to leave every person better than you found them. And then you have this passionate connection to what you're selling and you believe in it. Now, if you don't believe in it, maybe don't sell it. Right. If you don't believe in it, believe in it or don't sell it. That's just my personal opinion, right? I'm just mm -hmm. one data point in the universe, but I think that that's an important distinction 
that if you really can't get behind your product on an energetic level, and this is the woo woo piece, right? Mm -hmm. People can feel if you don't care about them and they can feel if you're a transaction, if you're just doing the transaction, like I don't really believe in vacuum cleaners. I don't think people should vacuum. I think vacuuming is bad. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. Um, <laughs> uh, then, then maybe find something that you can be passionate about because when you're passionate about something, you don't have to have all of your facts straight all of the time. You don't have to know the, the nitty gritty data, but passion transfers. Yeah, people motivates just people. Like, right? And, and, and there are some people that are like, okay, let's do it. What are we doing? <laughs> hey, I'm, I, I bought your course. What, what is it about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, can't right? wait to read your book. What's it called? Can't wait to read your book. What is it about? Buy now, buy now, right? And so there's something about being just really a well-rounded, positive, passionate person that causes people to be attracted to you and they want what you're selling, even if they don't know what it is. Right. And so when you've got all that in alignment and then you show up to a conversation, it can be magical. It's a bummer when it isn't, but it certainly can be. And I say it to my husband all the time when I'm coming up to my office, like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, oh, I'm talking to somebody. It could be nothing. It could be magical. I don't know yet. Let's go see. And I go into every conversation, like I'm going to see, I'm going to hope that it's going to be great because I'm great. I'm hoping you're great. Right. And then let's see what can happen on the other side of the conversation. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's evident when you talk to somebody and they've got the right energy about what they're doing and what they're doing it for. And why they're doing it, yes. it makes it easier for you to absorb the message they're sending and give them the attention that you are giving. You're giving them your energy, like when you give them your time and your energy to listen and, and have a conversation with them. I don't know how any of all that stuff that we just talked about, I don't know how any of that fits in a cold DM or a quick yeah. email that basically ignores all of the relationship building and goes straight to, Hey, um, have you heard about the latest thing? You know? And you're like, what are you doing, man? I don't even, right. you don't even know how to spell my name or they don't look up your profile and see what you do. Like you said, you know, Hey, Honoré, would you be interested in, I don't know, perhaps learning how to publish a book? Dear Mr. Honoré. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've had so many people say, like next sentence, I don't give a hoot about you. Period. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, comma. I would like you to buy this at this link period. I take American express click here to buy now. It's like, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> or, or like, uh, you'll get, um, a connection could be on any platform Yes. and it's, it's a link. And it, it feels like a personal way to establish a relationship. Like, hey, we yeah. should meet up sometime. Here's my link. Yeah. Yes. Um, guys, that you don't you don't just jump on a link. Like everyone's time is very valuable, right? So if I'm going to set aside an hour to meet with somebody, um, I'm going to want to know why we're meeting and exactly what we're meeting about beforehand. So like, don't just like drop a link all of a sudden. Like I met someone yesterday who we were in a, in a call with a group of people for about an hour and we had already established enough of a relationship just in this group discussion. Yeah. So yeah. that when he sent me his link, he's like, Hey, we should jump on count, uh, you know, on, on a call sometime yeah. and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm like, yep, absolutely. 
Yep. Because we already laid the groundwork where I'm comfortable calling this person, giving them some time, getting yeah. to know them better. Not because I think he can do anything for me business-wise. No, because you don't always know. You yeah. don't always know. They could be a friend. They could be a business associate, all yep. the above or none of the above. You just don't know. Absolutely. And that's, you know what? That's a pretty liberating experience. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. where was this when I first started? Like, I didn't have the confidence to have those conversations and, and know where those lines were drawn and things like that when um when I first got into business for myself. Um, so I think it's, you know, just, again, you got to give yourself a little grace. You got to give yourself some time, but always err on the side of the relationship and business is like a second tier, almost afterthought thing. Um, so Honoré, uh, one last point before we, before we roll, um, I found when I actually learned how to communicate properly with people that the challenge became proving that I wasn't going to be one of those people that span them. So I'd like connect with someone who I didn't really know on like LinkedIn. Um, this is guy, Mark, who I've been talking to for two or three years. We were in the same industry, but I could tell immediately when I connected with him that he was a little like guarded. Yes. I'm yes. like, Hey man, how's it going? I'd love to connect with you. It looks like we have a lot in common, a lot of connections. That's like, everyone says that, right? So everyone says know. it now, everyone says it now because <laughs> someone has taught them to say that. Yes. And so now people are wary. I am as well. Right. Right. So when we connect and I'm like, so what do you do? Um, he's still, I, I could sense he was still like, okay, this guy's going to lead me down this path. So I've, I've already stopped doing a lot of that. I've basically been like, Hey, I'd love to connect with you. Uh, look forward to getting to know you better here. That's it. Send go. And I won't, I will make a point not to interact with that person in their DMS for at least several days, unless yes. we have a conversation in a post or on a topic somewhere. That's like, we're like, boom, we both hit. And it's like, we need to talk more. Um, and it's mutual, right? It's not yeah. just like a follow-up on my calendar. I actually stopped doing that entirely, which may or may not be a good business decision for some people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wait until we've actually talked a bit before I start making a point. Oh, kind of, right. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, you know, when people say, how can I help you? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know you yet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know you. And so I want to just get to know you a little bit and, and let's see what comes out of it. I have a really good friendship that's building. And the thing we say to each other all the time is we're going to collaborate. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to occur to us in one of these conversations. We're going to figure out a way to we're, we're going to figure out a way to work together because we just have too many beliefs in the same way. And we are very right. similar and we just would have a great time working together. So we want to figure out like some of my partnerships have come out of like, you're cool. I'm cool. Let's work together. Right. right. Let's, let's have an excuse to like hang out and talk to each other. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with Jen Gittimer. You introduced this. I didn't really, I'm, I hate to say this, Jen, don't kill me. I didn't really know what she did. Right. Right. And you were like, Hey, this is a great cool. person. I think you'll get along with. Yes. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And we got on a call together and we had a great conversation. Yep. There were no pitches. We just had no. fun talking about where we're from, which yeah. obviously you knew was, was similar yeah. and yeah. all the things. And by the time it was over, I was like, I don't know how to like work with you or, or learn from you or do anything with you yet, but I can't wait to find out like, yes. You can be an attractor, not a recruiter. So before we roll, I do have two things that oh, I think yes, are helpful. I think there's a point in 
most people's lives where they think I have more time than money. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'd rather just spend time. I'll just spend time, you know, spend an hour with somebody. Mm. And then you get to the point where you value um, time more than money because you realize that you have an infinite, an infinite amount of money. There is an mm-hmm. infinite amount of money available, but you do not have an infinite amount of time. We all right. have the same sentence and we don't know when it's up, right? We don't know when we're done. And so the clock is ticking and everybody gets 1,440 minutes in a day. And you got to just use that time wisely. And when you give time away, it's gone forever. If you give money away, you can get some back. So I would 100% rather give somebody money than time, Hmm. especially wasting it. I don't like to waste it. Um, So just be mindful of that. If you're of the, I I have more time than money persuasion, be mindful of the fact that there are some people who value time more than money. And if you're respectful of that, it's going to go a long way. Perfect. If you're disrespectful of that, that's going to be your detriment. Um, That's right. (laughs) Your detriment. The other thing is when I am looking at building a relationship with someone, I like to have a really awesome network of people that do all the things in all the places. And I'm a great connector. I like connecting people. I like connecting you with Jen. And sometimes I know what the connection result could be. Like I need a financial advisor. Can you connect me to one? Sometimes it's just, I think you two would really hit it off. In what way? I don't know. I don't know what the one plus one equals three is going to be. I don't know what the three is yet. There's just a three there. Go find out what it is. So when I'm reaching out to someone that I want to get to know, I do my due diligence. I reach research them at least a little, not the level of stalking, <laughs> right? I'm not stalking. I'm friendly stalking. I'm doing research. Like, what do they do? Where do they go to school? What do we have in common? And who do I think they serve? So I'll give you an example. I have uh, someone that I met who is a, a family office person, which is like wealth management, family office, different level of wealth. So when I had a conversation with this person, I said, you know, I so appreciate getting the opportunity to get to know you because from time to time, people that I serve come to me and say, do you know someone who can serve someone at this level? I'm now at this level of wealth or, you know, I now have this problem or opportunity, or that's my goal or something like, or, or I'm unhappy with my situation. I need someone new. So I'd like to know all the people in this particular situation. We had our get to know you conversation. I said, look, from time to time, I'm going to have someone who's going to need your services. Mm. And so tell me who you serve and how you serve them. Mm. Who's an ideal client for you. If I could introduce you to the perfect person, what does that look like? And he was like this much money and net worth this much money in annual income, this much money in liquidity, blah, 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 blah. And he broke it all down. And I was, I wrote it down notes. I, I kid you not the next hour I had a call with someone else and they said, I'm super unhappy. Can you introduce me to your person? And I said, well, my person doesn't take new clients, but I legitimately just met someone who I think you would really like who might actually be the person to serve you. Wow. And keeping in mind that someone who has a minimum investable, blah, 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 of like, you know, is, is in the three figure comma club mm-hmm. is rare. Who also needs new service, who also needs a new service provider. Cause usually they're, some of them are locked up. They don't usually are not roaming around, right? It's, it's the one percenters. 
And so I was able to make an introduction because I said, tell me how, who you serve and how you serve them and what is what it is that you do. And that is also part of the due diligence because if someone said to me, um, you know, I serve, I have had a speaking career in the past, right? I built a seven figure speaking business. And so when I, when someone comes to me and they want to learn about speaking, I'm, I'm not really the person to like teach them the whole business, but I can teach them a lot. And then I can send them to someone who does that. Mm. So I might be interested in partnering with someone who trains speakers, right? Like I could help someone to create a course, but I'm mm. not Lucas Marino, right? You could help someone to write a book, but you're not me. No. And so that's some synergy. <laughs> And so if I can know someone who I can say, well, I'm going to get you 85% of the way there, but that left last 15% that's really going to make a huge difference. If I know how people serve people and how, who they're looking for, then I can send them the right business. And so if you're looking to do business with someone, figure out what it is that they do, who they serve and how they serve them, and then ask them before you pitch them your services or someone else's. Because no one would really pitch me on uh, writing a book, right? Right. Yeah. Um, it would be like um, someone saying, you know, I serve parents of children that are from one to five years old. It's like, that ship has sailed, right? I'm out of that game. <laughs> so it wouldn't be the right fit. So you have to make sure that that you think they're the right fit. And then in a conversation, you confirm they're the right fit. And then you could say something like, I think in our next conversation, I'm, I'd like to come with some ideas of how we might have some synergy. But in that first, and I wrote a book about this business dating, mm. applying relationship rules in business for ultimate success. It is not a book on how to date a business in business. It's a book <laughs> on how people date poorly, i.e. hi, nice to meet you. Want to get out of here? Right. right is not a long-term mutually beneficial relationship, right? If you want to marry someone, your conversation in the first few dates is going to be significantly different than <laughs> if you just want to hook up, Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. And so it's never the first conversation where you say, let's go into business together. How can we partner? How can we work together? It's like, I don't know if I like you yet. And if I don't like right. you, then we're not going to partner together. We're not going to do anything together. And so you got to, you got to figure out if you like somebody first, just go on a first date, have a cup of coffee, have a conversation and figure out if you like someone and you could be thinking this could be really good, but I want to see, it's like, I think I knew on my second date that I was going to, that I was probably going to marry my husband, my Byron. I think on the second Did date, you? I was like, he, this has a lot of potential but I didn't marry him on the second date. No, <laughs> no. Although you were in Vegas, that would have been very possible. Although we could have, we totally <laughs> lived in Vegas at the time. We totally could have married, but we were both older, mm -hmm. cautious, right? I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. He wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. He was a guy, <laughs> wanted to make sure he wasn't the typical successful entrepreneur in Vegas. Yeah. Right. I, I, I had a, a few of those encounters, right? So we kind of just walked, got, you know, kind of like peeled back the layers of the onion. And then was like, hey, you want to be my person? I'll be your person. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but it wasn't it, what you're thinking in that first couple of meetings is not what should be coming out of your mouth. Right.
right? Take the time that it takes to develop the relationship. Like we can't make, you can't make fruit ripen faster. The banana's green until the banana's ripe. Right. But then when it's ready, then you know, you know, it's the right time to say, hey, I think this could be something. Would you be interested in a discussion? And you're going to know by the tone of voice, the look on the person's face, the the pause. And you got to just create the space for the timing to be their timing and to, to build up to what it could be. Don't screw it up before it ripens so that it could be something yeah. great. I mean... <laughs> I didn't just, ask you to be an EBM the first time I saw you on a Q&A and liked you. I just yeah. wrote your name down. I was like, oh yeah, Lucas, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, I don't know what that means. Um, right. I don't know what that means. And you're scary. Back away. <laughs> end, end Zoom meeting for all now. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Right. I mean, seriously, yeah. look where we got to. But oh, it sure. did not happen. You were in several Q and A's and I just mm. interacted with you and you were kind and funny and nice to other mm. people. And I thought, I think he's a, I think he's a cool guy. Let me just have a conversation with him mm. and see if he'd be interested in that. But it wasn't our first conversation. We'd had several right. conversations in the Q and A's first before it led to that. Right. Right. Sometimes people are one and done. I'm always surprised. I am surprised personally mm. to this day. When I talk to someone about buying a course with a comma in it or hiring me to do their book with lots of zeros in that fee and they go, yeah, let's do it. Can I wire you the money? And I'm always like, yes. You're like, let's have another meeting. <laughs> well, no, it's like, I get a really good, I can get a really good sense of someone, but yeah, it's like, can. I think that there is like, there's a, the. Um, the risk and the money factors into the number of times you need to talk to someone before they are comfortable. Right. And also you're mm -hmm. not going to get access to my network very quickly because right. I don't want to hear from my network that you're a jerk. Yep. I don't want someone coming back to me and going, that wasn't good. What was that? Who's that guy? He didn't show up. He didn't answer my emails. He was slow to respond. Bup, 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 right. Mm. I don't want to hear about that. So I'm really slow to make introductions. Um, so it, you got to just take the time that it takes, give it time to, to ferment, to grow. It has to but mature. Then it, be so awesome. then it can be so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I just, I just feel like there's this, uh, there's this mandate for patience on behalf of the the person providing the service. Like you, you, you don't really get to negotiate that. Like you can't make someone trust you faster, right? Like you just have to accept the fact that if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to play in the, in the big boy and big girls game of having well-priced, meaningful, deep product offers or service yeah. offers for people, it's a commitment. And you, you have to, you just have to respect the process. That's really what it comes down to. And a to. great reputation because yeah. your reputation is not what you say about yourself. It's what people say about you. That's right. And you want people to have your back and to get your back yeah. and to back you up and to not have to apologize for you. It's like, oh, I'm sorry that didn't go well. Right. Yeah. I had one of those recently, someone I reached out to and I was like, that didn't go well. I'm not sure what happened, but it did not go well. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, no, 
It's not a reflection on you. That was their, it was, it was their victory, mm. right? They, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. That was on them. That was not on you. I'm just letting you know, but so you can be cautious about making other introductions, but I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to say I introduced, right. you know, you don't want to hear you introduced me to somebody and then they go, Honore was terrible. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. What are you doing Lucas? I knew right? that. <laughs> nice. So I think it's time and money, right? The, t- the more time and the more money someone has to invest, the longer you have to, and the more exposure that they have, then the longer you need to take to develop the relationship. And mm-hmm. that's just a fact. And you cannot rush that. You cannot make that go any faster. What I was starting to say before was some people are one and done. I'm always surprised when that happens. I don't ever expect it. I expect to have multiple conversations with people and give them the time that they need to get to the to the place where they feel the most comfortable and it's a heck yes there's there's no there's no need to rush and if you get rejection rejection is protection they weren't the right fit and it's totally fine there are plenty of people who want to work with you and want to pay your fee yeah and will be delighted to work with you and you'll be happily ever after it'll be wonderful want it bad get it bad (laughs) right that's right yes that's right (laughs) oh my gosh couldn't have ended that better myself and we're done thanks everyone please like please like and comment in the video let us know how you're doing um i would like to know what is the best uh first meeting you've ever had and Mm. why and what was the worst first meeting you've ever had and why and what was the longest amount of time that it took for you to engage someone or close a deal or close a sale? And was it worth it? Was it worth the wait? I think we should do a video on ours, Lucas, another video, another time. Cause I had to wait seven years for my biggest contract ever. And it was totally worth the wait. Wow. Seven years, seven years of follow-up, seven years of relationship building, seven years of patience. You know how many people are hearing that and they're like, oh, there's no way I could do that. And you're like, dude, I'm telling you, it was worth it. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it was seven figures worth it. Multiple yep. seven figures worth it. So, you, you know, I don't know. Would you wait seven years for $3 million? Yes, I would. All right. So there. Absolutely. It wasn't the only thing I was doing following up with them. No. I was doing other stuff too, because I would have starved to death in seven years of not eating. <laughs> All the unripened bananas. <laughs> All the unripened bananas. I would, they would just, I would have just died right there. So, well, if yeah, you guys ever get to, comments. yes, like, yes, make, drop, drop all that in the comments. I was getting ready to brag on Byron and say, well, if you knew her husband, you'd know she'd never really starve because he's like phenomenal. Oh, right. Also, that. Also, I've got, uh, I've got Chef Byron here making me brisket and pork and all the good stuff fried turkey all the things yeah that's why i have to go to the gym (laughs) byron is both the benefit and the downfall of (laughs) you gotta take the good with the bad that's right it's like you want to eat you got to do the crunches and lunges and all the things yes it's all good i love it all right guys well um we, I mean, this was a, this is an episode we've been waiting to make because we're both very much relationship based in our business. And, yep. um, the minute honor, brought the topic up. I'm like, yes, we should definitely do this. Um, so like she said, put the comments down below, like us, subscribe, come see our next video and we'll see you guys around. Ciao. Bye.